all. Welcome to uh, episode 281 of the podcast. I immediately threw myself for a loop because I suddenly and not with any preparation said all instead of guys. I guess I'm doing some sort of phase out of, of that word. I don't know. I was not thinking about that at all when I pressed record. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 281 with my guest, Lori Kilmartin. I am just quickly going to shout out uh, all the wonderful people that I had the pleasure of meeting and spending some time with at Awesome Con last weekend in Washington, D.C. That was just a really, really special trip. And um, God, it just reinforces the joy uh, that I feel whenever I get to meet um, podcast listeners in person. It was really, really food for the soul. Um, I also want to thank Steve for your uh, YA recommends. I had mentioned that I wanted to read more uh, YA books and I got some very, very cool recommendations. So I'm very excited about those. And I think that's it. I'm just going to launch right into the the episode. Uh, You know what I will say is I never, ever, ever, ever remember to say this, but um, if you like the podcast, I would absolutely love you uh to leave a positive review a five-star review on itunes um i never ask anyone to do that and therefore my podcast is not accurately represented in its popularity on itunes because i just never ask anybody to review it so if you have the opportunity to do so um i'm told that's still something that matters and uh and it would be a huge help and uh there we go now we will get into the episode and uh take care now entering The first thing I want to say is I feel like I had the exact same turtleneck. Is it like a taupe and black stripe? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had a very, very similar turtleneck. Yes. Um, And then you have a classic pair of glasses. Oh, yeah. Those are some Rhoda glasses. Collector collector glasses. Yeah. Yeah. They're collectible at this point. Um, Yeah. That's one of those things where. I was just thinking about that um, last night because I was watching Wild Country on Netflix. Have you seen it? Oh, is that about the cult? Yes. I haven't watched it yet. I've got it's to, right? Fascinating. Really? I don't... Do you Do you have any memory of that being No, a thing? but this took place during our childhood. Yeah, we were really young. Yeah. But, but like, it's... I'm shocked that I have never heard anything since. Like, no one refers to it the way Jonestown... I mean, obviously, right, people right, right. die. So that's why, I do I remember guess, some Rajneesh stuff. Yeah, I thought that word means nothing. Like, it meant nothing yeah. to me when I started watching this. I was like, how do I not have any slight knowledge of this? That is weird. That reminds me of, of another thing. You know Patton Oswalt's wife, oh, Michelle yeah, McNamara? Oh, I to her book. Oh, you did? Fantastic. Is it scary? Yeah, I mean it's 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 very uncomfortable what what happened and how you know vulnerable people felt and stuff. But I interrupted you. Oh my god! Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I I bought it and uh, I'm afraid to read it. I grew up in the Bay Area yeah. where a lot of this this guy was working, mm-hmm. and I had no idea. I'd never heard of any of this stuff. And I'm like, wait, like I almost know that address. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, god. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. It's definitely. Yeah. Um. It's definitely. 
Yeah, it's it's fascinating though, and what they were able to. I mean, she had so many chapters finished, and then yeah. they were um, the people, the two people that really worked had been working closely with her anyway. Just to me, did such a great job of of meshing everything and kind of you know making the editors note like this part was pieced together from oh interesting drafts okay. that we found or notes that we found. Yeah, but that's the other thing that that hangs over it is it's impossible for you not to you know it's told in the first person, so you're. You're just thinking about it, it has a whole other functional yeah. level of tragedy, especially when she's talking about Alice and Patton because she does oh talk boy. about personal stuff. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a complicated experience. I listened to the audiobook because I'm such a little maybe uh, I should do busy bee. I, I kind of wanted it. Yeah. But in a way, I think it was good because I had the dist- I was like, I'm doing this. I'm listening, but I'm also on my bike or right, I'm doing right. laundry. And I think that kind of helped keep it from being. As it doesn't feel like nighttime sense. reading before you fall asleep. It's definitely probably not nighttime reading. <laughs> in your house, it doesn't have more than three locks. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. But anyway, but oh, the the cold thing was I was just looking back at old style. You know, you just yes, look back right, at right, footage right. from the early '80s, especially. Yeah. And it just was not a kind time for anyone. Like it just yeah. doesn't. I mean, it's been said before, but it's just, it's remarkable what some of the, you look at some of the styles, late seventies, early eighties, and you're like, I don't know that (laughs) anyone could have liked what they saw when they looked in the mirror. The shoulder You know, I mean, at least that sort of makes some kind of weird sense in terms of like, it cuts a strong figure or whatever. that's true. Kind of, because it's got the 1940s thing. Yeah. But some of the hair, excuse me, I just belched. Yeah. Um, Some of the hair and then some of the, like all the glasses on the guys, they're serial killer glasses. Right. Because those were the only glasses anyone had. But we associated They were just glasses. Yeah. Uh, they until a serial few killers. serial killers all it took you know, and the unabomber really yeah. took it to another level and that's and i guess it's because like clear aviators as yeah. they were called yes. that sounds super cool you're like oh, totally they aviators. look good they look they, good on melania right yeah but uh <laughs> speaking of serial killers, no um but yeah it's <laughs> you know, so anyway i was just looking at the glasses thinking like i was gonna ask you do you feel because i certainly had glasses that at the time I was like these seem pretty sweet and now I look at them and I'm like that's half my face gone to glasses my I entire mean, yeah because I had that sort of owl like yes. the, droop, the droop downs that cover almost to like under your cheek like under yeah. your cheekbone and thought this is these are pretty good looking I think I they looked grown up to me and I was mm. trying to look grown up but I do just off of this discussion it's it's we grew we grew up in a time where crimes were happening next door and you weren't aware of them and now we're aware of every child in Syria that's you know what I mean like you can't get away from the traumas that people are experiences experiencing and it's um I I don't know that that's better I agree <laughs> you know I agree my paranoia is um has steeped so much just since I joined like the o- the online sort of neighborhood awareness. Oh, like, next door. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Cr- you would think that the only thing that happens in any neighborhood is car break-ins yeah. and robberies and people stealing stuff from your, and like suspicious this and suspicious that. Oh, and yeah. you're like, it's very depressing. I, I got in a fight with somebody cause someone said it, you know what? This woman came up to this, uh, my front door and it, she didn't act ro- like a robber or look like a robber, but here's her picture. And it's like, maybe she went to the wrong house. May- if she 
didn't look or act like a robber. Hey, maybe she's not a robber and you don't throw her a picture on, you know, like, what are you doing? There was one that I, there was a similar, similar to that. um, And I'm glad that like, because I just lurk, I never post anything or like acknowledge anything. I just sit and lurk and like get, you know, uncomfortable. Um, But there was one that was like that a few weeks ago where someone said, lately I've been seeing these, um, guys running at night I mean they, they're wearing you know like running shorts and stuff but they're running at night and and I, they don't seem to be like you know sprinting away from anything but like just they're run like oh and my god so many people are like people go running at night like oh it was god. bananas like oh, oh no god. this is where we are so it's this it's twitter for old people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a good twitter handle called the best of next door that just oh, posts really? the craziest yeah they're hilarious i gotta look at yeah. it yeah there was a period of time when too it was just like it there was so much ugly weird conservative versus liberal yeah sort of bashing going on well, it, I don't even remember how it started it always it starts like, with a Hispanic male was seen walking true. and by the way my son is Hispanic and he's about to be tall and you know gangly teenager and he's gonna be it's like he lives here yeah. and he's allowed to walk yeah. you know and people are allowed to walk don't ever let him wear a hoodie oh my god because god help I know you if you wear a hoodie yeah and you're not even if you're white now, it's like, God help you. I, by the way, I love a good hoodie. Um, but yeah, no, there was another one that was um, this. <laughs> there was one that like, I, I didn't see the initial post. All I saw was uh, someone saying my post got um, flagged and removed because I said I was looking for a Latina housekeeper. Oh my God. I'm Latina. <laughs> I want a Latina housekeeper. I want a Latina who can speak uh. Spanish to my child. I don't, you know, like there's nothing racist about it. It got taken down again. Uh, why? Someone was like, I don't, I still don't care for this. This Hilarious. is racist. But why not write the post in Spanish? That's and a then, good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. You don't have to say I'm looking for a Latina. I just yeah. want someone who understands this post <laughs> and probably it, be a Latina. I mean, that's a good point, actually. I wish that you would have been around when I was trolling. <laughs> you know what? That'll come around again. Uh, and it's not that I, I don't go on there. I, I don't go like, I wonder what's happening. It's because I get the notifications. Yeah. So I see a notification. I could just turn them off, but... They're, Clearly, there's something about it I that I can't get away from. But it is, it's like, who do I live near? Yeah. Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Was your, when you were mentioning uh, being from the Bay Area and, and, um, and grow, where, where specifically? Uh, Walnut you? Creek. Okay. Yeah. East Bay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a punchline to a joke from my era of being <laughs> in San Francisco. Oh, were you, you're from the city? No, but I lived in the city from like 96 to 2005. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that was right in the prime of like, oh, if you're, if you're square, you live in Walnut Creek. It's completely hundred percent sort of, merited. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had to move to you Harlem know, to get the Walnut Creek phases, off of me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what, how many do you, you have siblings? Do you, I have a sister your, who lives uh, in the Northwest. Okay. And she's a psychiatrist. How uh, close in age are you? Four years. Okay. Yeah. Just so does that mean, are you younger or older? Older. So did you, as you were leaving schools and stuff, it was like she, she would was come just in. coming yeah. in. There's the new one. She, yeah. She crept the in behind you. Kill Martin. Did yeah. she have that? Was there that dynamic where it was like, here comes the next Kill Martin, everybody. You know, she, my parents let me go to public school for the, for, for elementary and middle. And she got into the Catholic school mm-hmm. at a really young age. Uh, I guess I got, we both got in at the same time, but I was in fourth grade and I was like, no, I can't leave 
not my friends, these people who hate me. For some reason, I'm like, because I had to make them like me. I'm like, I have two years and I can't, I can if I leave now, they'll win, you know? Uh-huh. And they never came around. But uh, but so she started in kindergarten at uh, St. Mary's uh, Catholic School. And then I went, I just stayed. And then she, we both went to the Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that all girls? Yeah, Grandelette yeah. High School. Have uh-huh. you heard of it? Mm, I think I have heard, have you heard of it. Heard of actually. De La Salle? Yes, it's it's across the street from De La Salle. It's okay. a sister school at De La okay. Salle. Yeah. And was that? What did that have? The sort of like reawakening moment of like, oh, this is completely different from public school. Maybe it's better, or was it just was it um, weird to suddenly not be in a? Because I just went to public school. Everyone knows yeah. this. Yeah, it went was to public uniforms school all, all all through, and you know, yeah, it was uniform. So that was that was different but I always I'm not a fashionable person so it I was like this is sweet because yeah. I I would probably she normally wear the same shirt way. and jeans every day anyway yeah. so I'm just wearing a skirt instead yeah um, understood uh and then um but see I would have said no way like a sh- like a, sh- a skirt that went anywhere above my knees all through <laughs> even college I yeah. would have been like oh no 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 I don't want anyone looking at my legs I don't yeah. want that felt Our like very dangerous to me below the knee they had okay. to be like All an right, inch below good. the knee yeah that's they would good. measure um, i'm saying that's good for me I don't i'm not saying like <laughs> some, that's some, good they rolled them up girls would have them below the knee and then they'd roll up yeah. and then you know by the end of the day when you're heading over to de la salad they're like mid-thigh <laughs> uh-huh. yeah funny how that happens they yeah. shrink throughout the day <laughs> yeah and then we had religion class which i hadn't uh, i'd been through through catechism because i was raised Catholic mm-hmm. so that wasn't shocking but it was you know every day it was like a lot of religion did it feel uh did it become so kind of rote that it just didn't have any meaning or did you do you know what I mean what was your relationship to that sort of daily dose of religion like um you know I don't remember I I, I we had there was a Jewish girl in our class and so you know and the whole thing was about Jesus and I just remember her just being like uh-huh. <laughs> And I kind of had that feeling too, but, yeah. uh, but maybe not as badly as she did. Um, but we kind of had a cool nun, um, named sister Eleanor and, uh, uh, she was open to all debates and discussions. So I remember God, it that's being, what you want, you want that sort cool of, nun. yeah, yeah. Sort of, sort of fun, you know? Um, although I didn't really take to the teachings, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> what were you excited about when you were in high school? What were your, um, likes? Ooh, uh, I, I don't know. Don't remember being excited in high school. (laughs) Fair enough. I remember being, um, I, I I was just beginning like many years of bulimia and stuff. So I remember not being excited about food, but very focused on it and focused on calories and that, that whole brain that you enter into when all you do is count your calories. It really is. It's your full-time job. You had a job all through high school. Totally. Your job was to be a bulimic. Yes. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and like now that that's not part of my head, I, I just, I think, I can't believe I wasted so much of my brain on this stupid stuff but maybe that's just teenage years you're gonna waste part of your brain on something like you have to be obsessive about something yeah i guess i don't know anyway that was that's where my that's where i was swallowed up for for a while but do you remember if you don't mind talking about it um i guess you brought it up that'd be weird if i pried it out of you and then like please stop crying uh do uh do you remember when it the, the the sort of moments that and I, I don't mean like what was the moment you realized that you know this was a huge focus for you but do you sort of remember um the development of like 
suddenly you know what I mean yeah. did it feel sudden or did it feel like I kind of started to agonize about that and then pretty you know and then within a few months I suddenly was xyz yeah um I remember uh what made me realize I was I or maybe think I had to lose weight was when I was weighed in eighth grade um by the male gym oh, teacher and he, he weighed everybody and and wrote our weights down in chronological or numerical order are you fucking kidding me yes on a chuckboard. Why? And who knows? Mr. Hoyer. That's sadistic. His name was George Hoyer, and uh, he he taught at Sequoia Intermediate. Okay. Go, let's everyone go troll him. Yeah. As if I approve of social media trolling. <laughs> and that is I was so upsetting. pretty tall, and I was had been a competitive swimmer, so I was pretty muscular, and I weighed like 150. Yeah. And I was, I think I was like 5'9 at that Completely point. Completely normal, N- normal and great and normal. strong. Not bad at all. Yeah. And um, the ne- I was the heaviest aside from... I can't a guy who weighed 300 like a, a genuinely obese but everybody else was like maybe there were some boys that were right around me but all the girls were smaller than me and stuff like that so they were just all you know little to me they look they were like oh they're i'm like they're china dolls and right. i'm disgusting and i right. weigh as much as the all the boys do right so excuse me my underwire I, is slipping great. out and, i gotta uh, tell you i i'm a, i gotta i'm such a sports bra person now <laughs> for that reason i feel like i I have had terrible luck with underwear as a Texas bra. But it's, um, it's, it's probably. I'm so angry. I feel like this has just happened. I'm so (laughs) angry at him. I know it's. How could he, how could that be anything other than intentional? I mean, I can't. Um, yeah, you just thought it was no, interesting. Like, here's something interesting. Here's how much everyone weighs maybe, in order. Maybe it was no. There was no outrage. All I remember was feeling incredible shame. And then <sighs> after that, then it started. Then I think I may have told my mother I want to lose weight, and she was like, "Then she just jumped in." Oh, and then Jesus. it became a pattern of me hiding food from my mom forever, and she loses with me now. So. How's that going? No. <laughs> uh, no, I as just long have as you a, don't go back to hiding food. As long as you don't no, feel but like I don't, you're, yeah. I just was thinking about this. Like, I don't cook or anything because I don't like to see her to... I just have an instinct of, oh, she's here. I'm not... I don't want to eat in front of her or mm-hmm, I don't want to... Mm-hmm. You know, be that seen. I don't want to be seen wired. by her. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very old primal stuff oh, for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> what kind of stuff would you now I'm now I'm just indulging all of this I can't wait to get to the part of the mash game where I ask you about what food what foods you would like to have in perpetuity with zero ramifications that is a that is a ta- that is a ta- tailor-made uh category for uh sure. someone who's had food issues I speak as someone who absolutely I, understands if you're female that I, am a, I assume you've had food exactly issues. exactly <laughs> exactly sometimes it's not yeah sometimes it's not as uh as diagnosable per yeah. se but it's a, goddamn likely oh sure yeah um, yeah uh god i totally get it and so when you were um would you eat at school or would you just starve yourself and then binge and then throw up um i would i would do this other thing where i would eat and spit it out into bags and then i would collect the bags and then throw them away but i would have a collection of bags first and then I'd throw them away i did some weird like ritualistic. Listen, that's saving better. That, feel, that feels better than throwing up. Oh yeah. Well, I kind of make myself throw so up. Unpleasant. Like I tried, and I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I would just chew and spit, and which was really gross. Like I would be driving, you know, like driving myself to practice, swim practice, and school and stuff, and I would just like 
when nobody was pulled up next to me, I'd take a bite. And it was always a peanut butter on a whole wheat mm. because it was easy to. You, it wasn't like creamy where it, the calories would go God, down your something throat. Something might yeah. accidentally get through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. God. <laughs> I know you have such a sense of humor about it. I just like, I'm so empathetic. I just am like, I feel like, again, I'm just going to this place where it feels like it's happening and I yeah. just want to take that young girl and just give her a big squeeze because that would have solved it. You just needed a hug from me. I'm a miracle worker like Jesus. I just, oh God, I just get it. I get it. I mean, I, I was yeah. not that... I was not that until I was here and then yeah. I was and I and I didn't do anything like that but I but I I there was a period of time here um many years ago where I was like I'm clearly thinking about all of this all yeah. the time yeah. and that it really was it was exhausting yeah it was exhausting yeah, for but sure. my friend who was who was bulimic in high school and who told me only at the end of high school you know she sort of came out to me if you will and I, I really was just, I was like, I can't, like, I can't imagine. It was, I was baffled at how she could have kept track of all of that and kept that because you're just glued to people all day. Oh, in high school? Yeah. 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 That's, that's if, you're, just, if you're throwing up too, that's just, yeah. you have to keep the noise down. Yes. Um, yeah. And it also starts to hurt, hurt yeah. your throat. And it's, that's, that's tough, man. How were you, where were you getting the energy to swim? Oh, I, I had a lot of energy. I don't know. I was yeah. a teenager, you know, and I was eating, keeping enough of the calories down. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But did you, uh, so was that when you say that you weren't excited by much, so that sort of did consume pun intended um <laughs> like you know b- b- getting crushes or dating or yeah you know. and i got crushes on like guys that would that would have been horrible for me had they reciprocated yeah it's all <laughs> but, part of the self-abuse yes I guess. yes yeah i never liked guys that were you know decent so yeah, yeah that was also a problem Did- so yeah it, it wasn't a ton of joy in mm-hmm. high school. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a cool nun god damn it what <laughs> great nun. sister Eleanor sure. oh sister Eleanor what are the what what kind of when you're in Catholic uh, private Catholic school and you you mentioned that you're doing the kind of you do have the sort of religious studies um this is I'm sorry to ask this as if like I've never heard of Catholic school before but I realized that I'm not totally sure if you know, in a, in a school like that, are you being offered multiple languages you can take like, like French, Spanish, Latin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, um, yeah, I wonder the rest if it's of more the curriculum like college is normal. in some ways or yeah. It, yeah. It, the rest of it was regular. It was, um, I think it was just freshman year where you had to take mandatory freshman religion and then it could have been an elective, but I don't think most people took it as an elective. Yeah. You know? When you mentioned before that the kids that you wanted to win over when you were in grade school, what were they opposed to about you? Probably those glasses. Or doesn't take or much. Some does it? version of them that I, I think I had blue much. ones in in elementary school. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't. Um, I I you know wasn't. Uh, a sexy kid you know do you know how there's some they're like you can tell their parent like there's one girl with ringlets and i knew her her mother must have you know done that every morning and Uh and then somebody got boobs at fourth grade and she looked like a you know at that time like a playboy centerfold Uh and stuff and i was just like in smocks my mom made me and um glasses and and you know super cut haircuts and just i don't know i just you know, probably just look like a regular dork kid, but that's 
you know, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough of a reason for people, for the cool kids yeah. to dislike you. But yeah. then when you think about it, like everything you described is also like, God, how could that not have been the majority of us? Like, I think you it know, was. We, I mean, we, the majority of us were, were th- that. I think it's, I think it was. I just was obsessed with getting their approval that this kind of gang of girls that was really dominant and um, mean and popular and stuff. Yeah. Why do you, I wonder why we're so drawn to that in our culture? Like where, I mean, I'm sure it's I just a know. million different reasons and a million different pieces of stimulus that, well, you know, could, that sort of all lead to that. So, but, or if it really is, there's a lot of animalisticness to it. Like there is this sort of weird alpha. Like, yeah. I mean, they do have animal a, a confidence in themselves mm-hmm. to be nasty and to be and and so you're sort of a, like you don't know you're just wandering wandering around through the world and you don't really know yourself and then someone's really confident and they're mean or you know but it's a striking figure and you're like well I need a little bit of that you know yeah. and I, if she liked me maybe that means I would I have some of it mm-hmm. you know and I'm not just this formless blob it it took so long before I felt like I had like hard boundaries you know mm-hmm. I just felt well like said. a piece of jelly that you could poke if you wanted to and I wouldn't you know, respond or I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to respond. So I wouldn't respond. I wouldn't know if I'm, am I allowed to be angry or or do I have to, you know, let it go? And, and so I would just sort of let people, you know, hurt me or something like that and pretend like it didn't bother me. God, that's so interesting. I think that's, (laughs) I think that's so well said. God, sorry. I'm just like, I'm just thinking about it. I think that's a really, I've never heard it expressed that way before, but I I think that's a very, also a very universal feeling for those of us who weren't, you know, the really cool ones. Um, And then I was realizing as you were describing that, I was like, oh yeah. And also, you know, being interested in psychopathy and stuff, that's just like right around the corner. Well, just like psychopaths, you know, being interested in like that idea if you're, if you are a very sensitive person and, you know, uh, I, I certainly was and am and, um, I've made uh, certainly no secret about being one of those many people who are sort of like, I just want to study somebody who doesn't have remorse or <laughs> feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. As if, as if it's an easier life. And then you sort of hear about how, you know, a, a full on psychopath is like prone to just fits of anger and like, you know, yeah. competitiveness oh, it and it sounds stressful, no but joy. yeah, but the part <laughs> of it that feel that's interesting is like, God, what if you just didn't care about someone else's feelings. Yeah. Must be nice. I mean, I wouldn't trade, but yeah, there's a, there's an element of kind of, God, if you just didn't, if you just, if it's just, that was not a concern for you, kind of like we were yeah. talking about, like if that, those calories, if you will, those sort of emotional calories, yeah. you just like aren't burning them yeah. on, you know, Oh my God, this person said this to me. And what does that mean? And do they hate me? And you know, I just used to agonize over that yeah. stuff, agonize over it. Yeah. Did you uh, have a relationship to like, t- like zoning out on TV or reading books that were kind of an escape for you? Did you have an escape like that yeah, as a child and teenager? Yeah. T- uh, I read too, but yeah. I, I would, when I was, bin- you can't like hold a book and read as, as I mean, excuse me, hold a book and binge like you can when you're watching TV, sure. right? Both hands. It's more numbing. Bowl yeah, yeah. of whatever you're, you're yeah. eating and just, you know, you're getting wrapped up in an image and a story and not paying attention to what's going in your mouth, yeah. you know, until you, until you're done. Um, yeah. So that was easier to do watching television. That makes reading. sense. Yeah. Were there, uh, what was the, 
were there specific things that like sort of pushed that dopamine button for you that in terms of both food and entertainment? Oh, um, gosh. Uh, I can't remember like after my, after I dropped out of college, maybe like Oprah. Cause I was ho- at home during the day for the first time in my life. Yeah. Uh, like afternoon TV, Oprah and whatever else was after her was yeah. total binge time. That's how everyone thinks of it. Oprah and whatever else was after her. <laughs> That's daytime television. Yeah. Oprah and then everything exactly. else. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess late night, you know, I remember doing a lot of binging or, or eating during um, watching Johnny Carson and later David Letterman, you yeah. know, just like, which makes stuff. sense because again, that's sort of, I mean, as many women and all human beings who can afford to live in a Westernized culture, like we sort of pay attention to our bodies deciding at night, like I'm done having any willpower. So I it's know, sort of it weird you know how I mean? you turn it's, off at night. Yeah. Like I, I, sometimes I, I catch myself. I'm like, Whoa, what am I doing? Even now I can't. Yeah. They're like two different people. Yes. I mean, yeah. I've categorized when, them that like, does Oh, that, morning Janet is really not oh, going to be happy about, you know, nighttime Janet really wants to eat these chips and morning Janet's going to be like, well, that wasn't worth it. And how do you, and you wouldn't, how, do, how do you have those two? Yeah. How do you, how do those two have a conversation that is meaningful and helpful? When is it, is it when the sun sets is, is that when it comes out? Like when is there a crossover and yeah. can I ever interrupt it and, and not turn into that? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it's the later you're awake. Um, and there are studies about it. Yeah, there's definitely studies about what happens, especially sort of, yeah, po- like when, well, you know, it, it depends on who you are and what your kind of, um, I don't want to say weaknesses are, but like where are your vulnerabilities and what have has what have you taught to activate your, to use to activate your dopamine and stuff. So the way somebody would come home and want to have, you know, a gin and tonic right after work at five or six or whatever, and just start that process of like, you know, pouring good feelings on your brain. Um, Maybe it happens at different times for people, but it seems like the closer you get to the time that you want to sleep would possibly be, I'm sure, I mean, again, I wish I were like, are we setting ourselves up for good dream is like why just why like, do all yeah, humans do that turn off feeling maybe like calm and safe like so if we hadn't been at work all day and if we had just been you know the gin and tonic people everybody so all day long we're doing something we kind of holding yourself would rather tightly not be and, doing yeah <laughs> yeah and then at night we're we we have to compensate for feeling stressed all day perhaps versus you know like I guess, but like I have day, if I have a day where I just have like a mellow day, yeah. I don't know that that desire goes away. I feel uh, like yeah, I'm still like, true. you know, what would taste good right around now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of still yeah. have that. Um, what is, what do you wrote a book recently? Yes, I did. Yeah. Will you tell me what about what it's you're called? Dead people suck. And it's a comedy. Uh, it's like a comedic, uh, memoir about my dad dying of uh, cancer. He was in hospice. He had lung cancer. He died at our house and, um, you know, funerals and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. So it's kind of aimed at, uh, middle-aged people who are about to lose an old parent. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's about that kind of death, which is, uh, you know, expected, but still shocking when it happens. Mm-hmm. It's not about any, you know, a young death or, or a suicide or anything tragic. It's right. about like, you know, the nature taking its course in its proper time, but it, how still devastating it is to be, you know, middle-aged and have, have one of your parents gone, you know? Yeah. 
What prompted you to do that? Were you finding that you were incorporating your experiences into your stand-up and people were responding positively to it? And did you, like, how, what was that process? I'm sure um, now, now I've got you into, like, book mode, but um, <laughs> um, well, I'll try I, to throw some surprises at you so you don't get into, like, a pat answer that oh, you're yeah, bored yeah, by. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I did a special about it in, to, in 2016, and uh, I just had a bunch of other ideas that didn't really, you know, work as jokes in a nightclub act that I thought were kind of longer. I might be actually more helpful and, you know, just tips and stuff like that. And, um, so I kind of wrote, I wrote this other book called shitty mom, which was they're really short chapters or like five to 800 words at the most. Like you could read them on the toilet and I just pitched it as shitty mom of grief where it's just little tiny, you know, things that happen to you and, or that you're going to be experiencing when you're in this situation. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so when you were writing something like, is there a relationship to, you said your mom is still with us and very with you in that she lives with you. Do you, were you having conversations with her about like, you know, like how much of your, your work, uh, and your material is she aware of? And does she, is she comfortable with, you know what I mean? She read the book and mm-hmm. she thought it was funny, nice. um, but I don't care what she's comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there and- ever a time where you worried about sort of pulling other people into your storytelling? I worried if there's this one story about my cousins that I changed all their names, but they'll know it's them. Yeah. But no, no one else will. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't heard from them and, and, I'm sure they won't read my book anyway. <laughs> What's the story? So, it's a story about I have I had um uh, I had a, a a family of cousins that are uh super wealthy. And my sister and I had out like we every time we visited their house we're like what <laughs> and we we just grown up going oh my god like it's it's just beyond our, our comprehension what was their what was that like i mean what was their house like what was what was different about the it way was that they were three stories them? there was bedrooms that led into bedrooms it was like a winchester house yeah like a mystery yeah, yeah. house it, at least when i was a kid i was like you know there's a billiard room there it was crazy yep and um and so it, when I, my sister asked my, one of my cousins, the kid, one of the kids, okay, the money, does it come from the father or the mother? Because the father worked really, had a really great job and worked really hard, and the mother had inherited a lot of money. Uh-huh. And we wanted to know, like, who was wealthier. The source. We were just upset. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so my, my cousin said, the father, my father. And then my dad, who we thought was completely almost dead, were definitely in a coma, like rises from a, the de- from his deathbed and goes the mother and then he and then he then he falls back asleep <laughs> it was so funny it was so funny oh my god i never laughed so hard i'm like well, thanks for checking in cuz we were just having this conversation yeah. over him that you know even though he he was seeing all of his dead relatives around him he he could hear the live ones still oh trying god. to figure stuff out wait so this is more recent that your when did your father pass away he died in 2014 oh okay yeah. so so this is a more recent conversation of where did that money come from the, yeah the, got the it, conversation got it, got it. happened over his sorry, deathbed sorry. just got because, it got it got it I uh, was going all the way back to oh, like no, no, you. No. I was going all the way back to the idea of you and your sister as children being like, we got to find out who's got the money. In no, this we situation. sat on that for 40 years. Yeah. And then 
then I guess, you know, all your defenses are down when you, uh, so, something like that is happening. And my cousin was one of the kids. We're, and he's one of the more, you know, you could ask him that and he would tell right. you. And yeah. uh, so he did. But apparently. But he was wrong. Yeah, apparently he got that all wrong. Yeah. Did, were they close by enough that you would see them regularly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I definitely had. I mean, I, my, my dad, we had no money. Um, and, and my dad had for whatever, I don't, it's funny even now, like he, it's just his, so he has so many friends who just do very well. Yeah. And, uh, and so I do feel like I spent a lot of time going to his friends' houses and maybe they had kids or maybe yeah. they didn't, but, um, and, and when you're younger, just having no sense of like why you would or wouldn't have the same cut like yeah uh, you know what I mean like I don't remember yeah. I mean I knew obviously I was very aware that my dad was a teacher both my parents were teachers I guess I had to, uh, you know some understanding in that your parents would tell you like well we don't make a lot of money and you know Bob over here is a dentist so yeah. he blah 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 but everything else about it just seems so arbitrary when you're little because you yourself aren't earning money yeah right right so right. it just it's still this kind of abstract thing that just is it's just same like having this feeling of wonder yeah about what I perceived and in some cases was right was just like opulence like the idea like a billiard room a billiard room yeah, and only a bedroom in the game having clue is there a billiard know, room know, except for and they you had know. one of those round driveways and we would pull oh, up on sure. our, we had an Opal. The Opals were these cars from Germany. Uh-huh. And uh, so Opal we, is sometimes a New York Times crossword uh, clue. Oh so my God, that, really? That, oh, that word comes up OPA. in my life yeah, yeah, far yeah. too often. So uh, so my dad and my parents, my dad worked in Germany for a while. So we had Opals. I guess it was cheaper to have them shipped over here than to Which buy seems a car here. Ridiculous. Yeah. Counterintuitive. It seems yes. like, yeah. But I know it was cheaper because that's what they did yeah, because they were... Yeah, you know, trying to save money. So yeah. we had we had two opals. They were matching opals, and uh, so we'd just drive our little opal over uh-huh. it. Which is, <laughs> like, wow, this place is crazy. curving around the circular driveway yeah. of a three story house. <laughs> and how? And did you ever do like holidays there? Because yeah. that would be the other. Yeah, like, we did the idea of Christmas there. there just sounds yeah, like we did it would holidays be there. Such a that that house was eventually purchased by Casper Weinberger, who was the Secretary of Defense for Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I have it on a Google search. Like if there's ever an open house, I will drive back up to the Bay Area to check it out. Because I just want to wander around and, you know, have my childhood triggered. (laughs) I have have the exact same. I have, there's a house that my dad, one of our family friends bought that they, I guess it was sort of like a quote unquote investment. Like, oh, we can't afford this. I don't even remember them actually moving in. I just remember one Easter being up in Phoenix and my dad saying, we're going to go over to their house that they just bought. Cause I don't feel like there's furniture in it even, Yeah, but we'll do an Easter egg hunt in the garden. Oh and there my was God. like a tennis court. And wow. I remember the house as like, I mean, I really remember it as being like a mansion. Yeah. Like I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. being in a room that I was like, this can only be a ballroom. Yeah. I'm in a ballroom. There's no furniture and it's just slick, beautiful, glossy wood floors. Now, I did bring that up to my dad years later yeah. when I was like in my 20s. And he was like, oh, I'm that nice. <laughs> Whatever I've turned it into. He was like, no, I think that was just like a living room with no furniture. <laughs> but in my mind, it was a it was a full on. You know what? Maybe my mind made it so big and it wasn't that it isn't that big. But I mean, Reagan's defense secretary. I, that that's, what that, like that's the thing that tells me like, no, I was probably right about as, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you were there specific things that you listen? They oh, had yeah, nine yeah. kids and they each had their own bedroom. 
oh, that's absurd. Right. Also, nine kids. Yes. Why? I mean, cool. It was I mean, a, it wow. ended up being a combination family of uh, okay, like a Brady Bunch yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. Both the original yeah. spouses died, and so they they got married. Yeah. Okay. But it was like nine nine kids. own bedroom. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Okay. Yeah. No, you're fine to think of it as a huge. <laughs> that's yeah. a nine. That's a ten. Yeah. That's at, at least, least a, a ten, ten bedroom, bedroom house. Yeah. And a billiard room. Yeah. Do oh they have like God. a library? I do remember books someplace. Yeah, like a den probably. Like yeah, but there was an entry. Like you know, there's like a, you entered and there's like just an entry space that was just to stand in. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> weren't immediately it, confronted with you, a yeah, hallway. To let you adjust. <laughs> yes, you're it's indoors now. It's like your decompression now. room yes. to the, the opulence. Like, yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. you better get ready. I know. Because this is a shit awesome house. <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> Did yeah. they have like, they, but they didn't have like horses or anything. Cause that feels like no, a different No, they didn't have horses, of... but that might've just been cause every, my. One for each child. <laughs> you have nine horses, one for each it child. It might've been just like a, the, the father was like worked all the time. And I, I think it was more like a, we're not horse people. Those are, <laughs> that's old <laughs> wasp creatures. money. Yeah. Yeah. We're Irish Catholic money. We got to keep working or we're going to lose all this aye, stuff. Aye. Yeah. Were there, what were there, were there things that you looked at, not even just within that family, but just like things that you remember being covetous about that you saw other people have that you couldn't afford? Um, I know. Uh, no, I, I just, you know what I was covetous of was how big they were. Um, cause it was just the four of us, my sister, my mom and my dad and I, and I remember feeling like we were sort of like this little second family, <laughs> like a little add on bush yeah. and they were like the main tree. <laughs> and I, I resented being dwarfed by uh-huh. how big their family was. That's funny. Although they would, you know, they're, they're all great people. I was yeah. just like, there's so many of them and they would take family pictures you know, and it, they would take up the whole space <laughs> and they kept, then they get married and have their own kids and it was just giant. And then it was just us <laughs> and you like the photographer could zoom really close because, right. you know, whatever. So I, I kind of resented being like the little tiny add on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really we felt like the add on family. I guess. I, you say that and I, I can be, it's because I didn't have any, I didn't have that to compare my like yeah. single, single parent household with one only child, which really is like. Yeah. It does feel like sort of social afterthought in, yeah. in, in large gatherings for sure. Yeah. But I didn't have that envy of, you know, wanting siblings per se. Not to say that that's what you wanted, that you were like, I desperately want seven other. I, I don't know that sisters, I wanted but. siblings, but I didn't like feeling like uh, the tiny, just the, the extra, you know? Yeah. I guess we... I guess even then I was a narcissist. I want my family to be the main ones. <laughs> Did you feel like you would yeah. never invite them to our house? I guess right. that's the thing yeah, we yeah. could never oh, reciprocate because yeah, yeah. yeah. there was like, you know, at least um, 11 of them. And then they all had, you know, the people bring boyfriends or girlfriends. So th- they could never f- fit at our, at our house. So we never reciprocated. It wasn't, there was another family on my mom's side of the family where we, we went back and forth on holidays because we were exactly the same uh, size or was four of us and we yeah. had the same s- small crappy house yeah so it yeah. was the same track tone basically and yeah so it was you know pretty even but we could never reciprocate with that with that chunk of family yeah so yeah and and did you were you an anxious person like were you an- like because I associate sometimes eating disorders again with that sort of need to control um did you have anxiety about things beyond uh your weight and and kind of your physical appearance um 
or 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 was it all kind of successfully channeled into that? Like I had a fear of driving, for example. Oh, like were you were you were you nervous a nervous person about stuff? Um, I you know I was more of a I was a swimmer. So what I I guess when I I was nervous about not being a good swimmer. I, I had a lot of anxiety about that, and I kept it was weird because there was other swimmers that I would come up with that would have these breakthroughs and they would all of a sudden go from being okay to, uh, being really fast. There's hmm. a couple of them where I was like, how did, how did you do that? I, and it seemed like a mental trick. It was seemed like there's this one girl named Bethany where she was, I was faster than her. And then all, all of a sudden she was faster than me by a lot. Hmm. And she was always like in the, like in the top 16 in the country after that. Wow. And I was like, how did, how did that happen? Cause her, cause I'm like, she didn't get more gifted. Yeah. And it was, it's almost like she made a decision in her brain. Wow. And I'm like, why can't I make that decision? And wow. then I was like, yeah. what's wrong with me? Yeah, and then yeah. that was like 10 a, more years of what's wrong fuck. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, that is, I could totally see that because first of all, I will say that I always thought that uh, it seemed to me that Beth the, Ann, her name was Beth Ann. Sorry, not Beth Ann. That, not that, that that's going to drive She's going to be very angry. She's going to write in <laughs> immediately. Lambert, that's her name. Um, she was, yeah, yeah. whatever. I, because that's, that, that is, as a person who was not into sports and was not competitive in that way and being already kind of into like the, like theater stuff with yeah. just within public school drama programs, nothing, you know, fancy or sexy, but yeah, but I, but that's a situation where like I could have looked and seen that somebody had developed their acting ability or, you know, right. whatever that is, is, is somehow would seem more perceivable, like perceptible than just suddenly someone's faster. That would totally fuck with my head too. Yeah, if, if, so if someone can act, you can see it instantly, yeah. right? But you do hear about athletes where like all of a sudden they exploded yeah. and that's a neat story. But then if you think of the people that they were peers with going, well, why what? am I not exploding? Absolutely. What the, what the fuck? What do I have to Absolutely. do to explode? And it doesn't happen for me. It yeah. did not happen for me. I never exploded like you that. You never exploded. I'm furious. I'm exploding <laughs> now. I'm exploding I with fury. I'm going to track down Beth Ann and find out if she, <laughs> she herself perceived that well, she had this kind of like. The other thing, and I didn't, I never asked her, yeah. which would have been a nice direct way to do it. Instead, I just made up a million theories uh-huh. in my head. <laughs> of course. But I heard like she was, she had become really religious and I was like. Jesus did it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. Is there, there's gotta be another way. Yeah. Besides becoming super Christian. I mean, black magic, <laughs> witchcraft. I don't know. Maybe I want to find her. We got to find Beth. We'll, we'll do, we'll, we'll do some uh, offline searching around when we get the chance. Uh, for now, I want to get into this mash game. Cause we have, uh, oh, we yeah. have, a, I want to make sure that we stay on time oh, for everyone's right. sake. Um, for everyone's sake, for the United States. Sake. <laughs> uh, okay, so do you know this MASH game? You know, Ma- Mansion, yeah. Apartment, Jack House? Okay, good, because I forgot to tell you at the beginning. Oh, that. wait, no. This is like the just silly, this is like a silly I can follow along if I have game. half a head. Okay. Yeah, all Great. you have to do is give me um, your answers. Okay. They're just sort of improvised answers. So, okay. So the pressure is completely off of you, mostly. Okay. Other than that you're going to be like, ew, why didn't you give me any notice? But that's not how the game works. I don't mind. So your first category will be three. Let's, let's go with these sort of like breakthrough explosion moments. We'll do the category is three gifts, three talents, um, that this sort of future, 
MASH uh, universe Lori wakes up with and you've uh, you've just developed this talent or gift without even knowing it overnight you wake up and, and what are three things that you're like I would like to be miraculous at oh I would love to speak German great I um yeah, this is the hard part. Is like it is hard because part of me is like, oh, I should just, answers. I should just learn to do that. Like, oh, I was <laughs> it's turning into you an opportunity for you to self to be like, why don't I? I could I, just do like, that. I would love to be able to play piano. Now, right. my son plays it because he takes classes, and I stopped taking classes. Yeah, but so this part, is like the okay, shortcut. Right, right. This is so a magical shortcut way. Okay, and I would love to. Um, everything I think of I want is an actual added responsibility. Like, I'd oh. love to have a dog, but I'm like, who's gonna walk it? <laughs> All right, I'd love to have a dog that self-walks. Nice, self-walking dog. Yes. Yeah, this is all... this is all just like the just the icing frivolous fun okay like no downside to anything um game at the end that just sort of like puts a peps us up and makes us go like oof, this is fun to kind of think about and indulge in um so do you don't no pressure on like because i do okay. the same thing i'm like oh i used to think i would want to own a but then i realized that would be so much like there's a lot yeah. of that so this is this is our opportunity to kind of be childlike and 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 just kind of celebrate the good stuff and in keeping with that, three places in the world that you would like to have like a vacation home, if getting there were not a pain in the ass, you don't have to pay property taxes, etc. Oh, um, uh, well, Ireland. Great. Um, Luxembourg. And uh, what's that, that illegal island, the Seychelles? Oh. The, where, where nobody good lives i want to live there <laughs> I love it. I love it. wonderful wonderful okay this is our alternate universe uh lover our alternate universe husband or wife sexy times this can be like a character from a book or a movie it could be the person who played that person um it's sort of wide open and it could be from any era so it could be like you know okay Atticus this era Finch. oh great mm-hmm. And then two more. Oh, shit. Okay. You'll end up with one from each category at the end of our sort of system. Here. Okay. System. Um, you know what? Abraham Lincoln, I think I could have cheered him up. I really do. He would have been happy with me. <laughs> Poor Mary. I would have given she him. She was a complicated lady. I feel like I probably would have been just like her when I was like, you know, I know. I was in that era. With no iPhone? Oh, my oh, God. Please. I would be in a sanitarium so yeah. fast. <laughs> They would be like, she's having one of her spells again. And then I would just be locked up. Um, gosh. I want to, now I want somebody that's not white. Okay. You know, great. I'm like, why Understood. am I just sticking with white guys? Understood. Hmm. Let's break it up. Yeah. Now this wouldn't work because I think he's gay, but BD Wong. Great. Okay. Not in this universe, he's not. <laughs> I control your sexuality. How startling. Okay, this is the uh, perennial indulgent favorite three foods that uh, in this universe have no calories. They're calorie-free. There's no ramifications. It's just you can have it in perpetuity with no problem. And you could also extend that out to like, it could just be like a rare thing that you can't get because, you know, it was your grandmother's cupcake recipe or, you know, something like that. Okay, uh, Irish brown bread. Uh, bacon and butter. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, let's go three uh, three people from history uh, or current times, but that you would love to have a kind of a collaborative relationship with on any level. It could be artistic, friendship, um, but you know, that's a person you can call and ask for advice, or it could be a person that you wrote a book with. Or- uh, Dorothy Parker. Great. Uh, I don't know if she'd be a good friend, but Virginia Woolf. Great. Um. And, you know, uh, again, he probably wouldn't like me, but Oscar Wilde. Great. We're not setting you up with someone who doesn't like you. Oscar Wilde would be (laughs) just in love with you as a person. Oh, oh, she's from Walnut Creek. No, thank you. I get it. And I'd be like, I get it. It follows you into the past. It does. He knows. It goes backwards. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Three, let's do three places or t- uh, like sort of places and times that if you could, without any uh, risk, kind of drop into and just kind of bear witness to or, you know, see. Could be an event, could be an era, a city at a certain time in history. Three places it would be fun to get like a, an, a real view oh, of. Well, New York City, um, before the revolution. Great. Um, I guess, uh, you know what? Walnut Creek, um, in the 1800s. Great. When it was just walnut trees and creeks. Shout out to Walnut Creek. Yeah. Great. And uh, Mesopotamia, back when civilization was starting. Yes. Okay, next category, three TV shows that from any time that you can jump into and just hang out with. It's you're, you're hanging out with the, the actual characters. You're sort of in that world. Uh, Seinfeld, Mary Tyler Moore, and uh, MASH. Great, great, and great. I like the synergy of MASH and MASH with this <laughs> MASH game. Um <laughs> MASH stands for mansion, apartment, shack, or house. And that's yeah. sort of the pre-established, like, you'll get one of those in one of these places you want a vacation home. Okay. Um, and then your final category, let's do, um, what do I want for you? Let's do, well, let's do three alternate universe careers. Like, again, there's no sort of downside to it. It's sort of only the best you can imagine about each of these alternate universe careers. Mm-hmm. Um, stay-at-home mom. Great. Lawyer. Nice. Uh, politician. All right. Boy, you really use those well, especially the last two. All good, (laughs) none of the bad. Yes, please. I just have to do one quick thing where it's sort of like within the next couple of seconds. I know this sounds strange, but just tell me when to stop. But it can be very short. Just tell me when to stop. Okay. Lori, I'm running out of room. Hmm? I said I'm running out of room. You just have to tell okay. me when to stop. Oh, go. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I She thought... told me when to go. She told me when to go. Stop. Um, okay. I'm going to pause this. I'm just going to do a little bit of, I want to say calculating. It is absolutely not anything as complicated as calculating. Okay. I'm going to be back with your 100% guaranteed fictional MASH future. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Okay. Uh, I'm feeling pretty solid about this. I feel pretty damn good about what you ended up with. 
First of all, I just have to stay uh, with my excitement at the mash within mash, but rest <laughs> assured you can just jump right into mash and hang out with all those characters in that world Cool. Um, whenever you want, whenever you uh, want to escape. You also have the opportunity to visit Mesopotamia. <laughs> we went way back, way, way back. You have a beautiful apartment in Luxembourg. Oh, my God. I just got my citizenship in Luxembourg. Hey, so that's really? Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Okay. Well, listen, some of this might come true after all. <laughs> you never know. Uh, you have, I, I, I assume that you have with you, not just at your regular home, but also in your vacation apartment, um, your adorable self-walking dog. Oh, yeah. Your zero extra responsibility, delightful it's a companion dog. So I could just hang out in Luxembourg and whenever I, mean, I go visit. It's possible we're now describing a robot dog, but <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, you have a, a very, very, very fine friend and collaborator in the delightful Oscar Wilde. So not too <laughs> bad on me. that one. All right. uh, you have um, uh, all the time in the world to spend uh, with your family because you are a very happy stay-at-home mom. Oh my god! And I'm collaborating with Oscar Wilde. But you're also Crazy. very busy collaborating, at, just as a hobby. As a hobby, <laughs> you collaborate with Oscar Wilde. <laughs> And uh, that gives you also plenty of time to spend uh, at home celebrating and not taking for granted your astonishingly awesome husband, Atticus Finch. (laughs) And uh, all of this can be celebrated over just a nice table of breaking some Irish brown bread whenever you want it in perpetuity. Delicious, delicious. Uh, And that, uh, Lori, is your mash future. I'm in. And that can take me there. Our podcast. I got to We got to get you there. Uh, but we also have to find uh, Beth Ann. Um, uh, so where can people find you? Uh, what else? I'm, we mentioned your book. Um, your certainly books. Yes. Special. But where where can people find you? And, um, and is there anything most, else you'd like them to know? Mostly on Twitter. Any Lori A-N-Y-L-A-U-R-I-E 16. And uh, I'm I'm slowly just not paying attention to Facebook. Uh, so yeah, I'm going away from Facebook. Same. I can't delete it immediately, but Same. I'm leaving. I just did the thing where you like disconnect all your apps from it. And I, yeah. I really was like, yeah. wow, there are so oh much my gosh. that I'm yeah. laying to. I just don't want to participate. They're just, yeah. and the, you know, they just, they're eager to, they don't care if there's a terrorist attack, yeah. you know, yeah. if, as long as people are connecting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. That's about it. Killmartin.com. Killmartin.com. Yeah. My book is available at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon or hopefully independent booksellers. It's called Dead People Suck and people seem to like it. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to stop taking this picture of your picture right now because I think we can make that happen. Thank you so much, Lori. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.